All right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have here with me my co-host Alyssa. Hi, pumpkins. So we're gonna dive into a little bit of tea time. You wanna go first? Well, I know we had a little teaser on the last episode, but I want to spill the tea on the orchard trip <laughs> because oh, that was such an iconic moment. I honestly love orchards and just fall in general, as we already know, but the orchard was so gorgeous. It was beautiful. They, like, and oh, those apple cider donuts, I just have to, like, comment on those again because they were so good, but it was sunset orchard in situate i was like okay listen the the place i knew how to get there i got us there but like actually the the name of where we went no idea yeah it was actually like a gem honestly like a hidden gem because i've been to situate rhode island before and like i did not even know it existed and we showed up and i was like oh it's perfect like it was so cute and small they had a storefront where we got apple cider we got donuts I think we they saw had cookies. Yeah, they, they had, oh my god, they were they had they were white chocolate. No, they were caramel apple cookies. They were so good. Yes. And we saw like kids walking from like the neighborhood up to get like the apple cider slushies. It just like felt really homey and like that apple orchard feel that you want when that's what you're like looking for. Yeah, and we love supporting like local small businesses and they had like honey and stuff too and like mm-hmm. fruits and veggies, not just like it wasn't just an orchard where you can go apple picking. Um but we did do that as well. So we ate our donuts and had some cider and then we took a cute photo. <laughs> um but we got oh my god, how that was a huge bag of apples we got. Yeah. Um, all different kinds. They had multiple trees with all different types of apples. Yeah. I'm um, a honey crisp barrel, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I made sure to get those at the store while I was there because they weren't available. They um, had but, picked them all already. Yes, they, they were also, out just. We hit, we got there just at the end of the season for a honey crisp. So yeah, and right after peaches because mm-hmm. I also had peaches, which oh, I was like, oh, that so, so sad. Good. Mm. But it was just like such a great experience because it. It was a pick-your-own. We got to, like, lounge around the orchard. It was also our very first photo shoot together yes. for the Fizz. And so excited. So excited. I was an awkward scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. One of our pictures, we look so businessy and, like, just boss bitches. I, like, saw that one, and I was like, oh, this one's my favorite. <laughs> We definitely had a fun time. I mean, you climbed a couple of trees. It was great. It was a good time. I didn't break anything. I didn't knock any apples off. I was a very good girl. I did my best. <laughs> yeah, we don't advise. Yeah, don't advise, like, climbing trees, but, like, we did. It was for the, for the gram. <laughs> it was for the gram. It was for the biz, actually. Excuse me. <laughs> but it was just, like, a, such a really nice time. I mean, we spent quite a few it was like half uh, the day there yeah um just taking a bunch of photos we and... got super relaxed in the morning with just like a apple cider and then some donuts and some what did you end up getting what were those uh did you get an apple turnover is that what that was that you ended up getting um it was a strudelkins strudelkins because it had a cute name I yeah was like, what's a strudelkins <laughs> it's adorable <laughs> Yeah, and I, I ended up getting the caramel apple cookies, and they were delicious. Now I'm, like, lactose intolerant, so that wasn't a fun time. But they were absolutely 10 out of 10 recommend dying for those 
caramel apple cookies. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys are in the area locally, you should definitely check them out. It is the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so please go support local businesses because that was such a fun trip. I would definitely go back next year. Yeah, absolutely. Same. So what about you? Did you have any tea this week? Uh, I did. Um, so I had my mom's baptism today, so that was exciting. It was such a good time. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa came with me because, obviously, like, she's part of the fam. So my mom has known her since we were in high school, which I'm not even going to quote how many years that's been because I don't want to. It's been too long. <laughs> and it makes me sad to think we've been out of high school that long. Um, but... Besides the baptism, like, my week has just been so full, especially with me being sick last week. I have been, like, this week working, like, double overtime, and I've just been Mm. so stressed and, like, doing all these adulting things that I don't want to do. Uh. Adulting is so... I'm still learning everything on how to adult. Like uh, we're 26 and we're still learning and trying to figure out how to adult. Like I don't, there's not a playbook, and I freaking wish there was. Someone please write that. Yeah. So what had you stressed with your adulting? Uh, Just trying to get the house clean, like trying to do the grocery shopping, make sure my gas, my car had gas in it. Like I know it's something so small. It's something like I have to do all the time because I drive my car, but it was like. One extra thing on my plate that I was like, this is where I wish that I just had, like, a chauffeur and I just did all these things that I didn't have to worry about. And, like, or just, like, like a maid to clean my house. I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have the luxury of that living in oh. the second floor apartment. So we have to hand wash all our dishes. So this week I literally came home with my nephew basically two days this week just to have him here so I could do dishes. How do you not have Crypt Keeper hands? <laughs> like, I know. I'm really surprised. A lot of lotion. Uh, it's it's the retinal cream that you turned me on to. I make sure that I put it, make sure I really rub it into my hands. <laughs> so that's why they're gorgeous. I'm a skincare queen. Yeah, she is. Um, so I just, there was that. And then, like, paying bills, making sure money's in the right accounts to make sure those auto pays are, like, paid. And, like, oh, it was just, I felt so stressed and, like, overwhelmed. And then, like, I had a podcast to record last night. And then I had friends I wanted to see because I wanted to, you know, actually have a life outside of all of this, you know, my normal job and, like, getting the podcast going and doing the social media marketing I'm doing for these companies and people that, like, I was just like, oh, I need to go enjoy friends, like, tonight. Like, I just mentally need that sort of sanity. And I still even showed up and, like, whipped out my computer and, like, did some, like, I did, like, some, like, five, ten-minute work. And I got the, like, evil eye from the guy that I'm seeing. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, can you just take a break? And I'm like, no, like, when you're starting a business, there are no breaks. Like, you're going to work all the time. And so I just was, like, so overwhelmed this week that, like, I didn't even go grocery shopping this week. I've been eating takeout this week because I just mentally, I was like, I don't have the sanity to do grocery shopping and cook meals for myself. I feel like grocery shopping is such a big thing. I mean, not only are you spending a good amount of money, but mm-hmm. then you're taking, you know, I mean, it takes me, like, at least an hour to go grocery shopping, and I am so <laughs> coordinated about it. Like, there are beginner grocery shoppers, and then there is me. <laughs> Agreed. I love grocery shopping with you. You are so organized. Like, you're the one that turned me on to making sure that, like, my grocery list was separated by whatever store we're going to. And then also that grocery list, all the things within that store are grouped together. Like, all the produce is together. It's not, like, all over my grocery list. She's a very organized grocery shopper. And it's almost, like, too much organization, if I'm honest. But, like... I used to be very overwhelmed, and I was spending so much money. I mean, there's two people, with, including me in my household. I was spending, like, $300, like, at least once a week, maybe it made two weeks. 
And, like, I just had to find a better system because I could not spend that amount of, amount of money for two people. And so, like, what really helped me was I first started picking my meals out for the entire week. Like, dinner was planned, and usually my, my lunch was, like, leftovers or some meal that maybe mixed in. That helped so much cut down on the cost. Like, you want to talk about adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Money management. Like, that is a huge thing for me. I cut it down, and I spent maybe 150 200 on a off week yeah i remember you used to say stuff about that like you're like we're buying for the same amount of people and you're still spending less money than i am like how are you doing that and i'm like i don't know like i also am you touched upon the like making sure you're planning your meals out well i was always like planning meals that had a lot of very similar ingredients so that way i wasn't wasting things like i was like okay i'm buying sweet potatoes well instead of buying one i'll buy two because it like it's just me and my mom and i mean we're not big eaters like we're kind of bird eaters my mom doesn't love leftovers like I will eat leftovers but so I'm like oh okay I buy like two sweet potatoes instead of one and like because I'm doing two recipes or it's like oh well I can just heat up the vegetables from that other night that we had veggies and now I just have to cook like a tofu or you know burgers or something like that um so it was that like picking meals that have very similar ingredients is also super helpful i did start doing that i am that type of person that does not like eating the same thing twice i can't stand leftovers i try to embrace it as much as possible now but like i would rather buy similar ingredients and make two different meals yeah that's what helps me and as far as the grocery shopping (laughs) i go to the same store every single week i always do i check the coupons and then i make sure that i have my stop and shop card mm-hmm. and i organize everything by aisle she goes a little more extreme than i do I'm, for that's sure cringy. it's a little cringy because it's so like organized but i just it makes my life a lot easier because i'm not running around like i'm that type of person that's like oh i need that oh, wait, it's back that way, and, like, I keep finding myself, like, turning around. It's, like, a maze in the grocery store where if I put everything and I go there so often, I know what where things are, I can just organize it by aisle, and then I just check, 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 and I don't miss anything, and, like, that really helped me. Yeah. It's probably the takes away that I hate. It's probably taking away from some of, like, the stress anxiety of even, like, that social anxiety that you can get just from going to a grocery store. Like, I know it's really simple, and, like, it doesn't seem like a big you know, trip or a big thing because it's not like a party, but like still going out and being social in that sort of setting can be overwhelming, especially if you're going on Saturdays and Sundays, like most people, there's tons of people there in the first place. So it can be like really overstimulating and over, you know. Yeah. I don't like crowds. I'm that person that like (laughs) haven't, I haven't been to Disney. I've gone as far as downtown Disney and I thought that was so crowded or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Springs. (laughs) Um, but I just, I find that putting my headphones on, having my list ready, and then I do self-checkout so that I can use my own reusable bags and pack it myself just because... You know how your household is. Well, not everyone knows how to pack things, unfortunately, so Mm -hmm. I don't want my eggs on the bottom (laughs) on my bread. Yeah. But that usually gets me in and out of the grocery store within the hour, and again, it's it's the unpacking that really... Because then I have to meal prep and get everything together, but that's like a lot. That's like a... It's a whole day. I was going to say, it's like half to a whole day's work for me. So mm-hmm. I usually like put it on a certain day and I'm like, all right, we're going. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 
have ever since the pandemic like you and i were going on sundays and then it was like after winter hit we kind of were like yeah we're not really going we don't want to go out in the snow and like things like that and it was always easier for you to go close to your house and me to go close to my house we both have stop and shops that are right near our houses instead of meeting up and going to walmart stop and shop and all of our other trips or all of our other stores but i found for myself i've been doing the like online pickup for stop and shop or walmart just because i i have to like i mentally cannot and then like that's my for like my big shopping where I'm gonna get like my creams and my stuff and like sometimes yeah sometimes things are messed up but I have to usually go into the store like once a week on top of that pickup in order to pick up like little things that I was like oh man I don't have like this spice or I don't have this thing for this recipe I thought I ordered it or I didn't order it and like usually like I'm really terrible at this and I need to work on it I'm a really bad like multitasker I do it all the time and it's like just it's not good for your brain like if you cannot multitask, like do your best to like make sure you're focused on one one task at a time. It's actually it can be really bad for you. Um Don't I know it. Yeah, and like it, it causes you to be more forgetful than anything. Um, which is like a lot of what I've experienced, like doing multitasking. Um, but when <laughs> when I do my grocery list or my grocery shopping online, I'm usually riding the bike. Like I'm usually working out while I'm like picking food and then I'm like, oh, all right, cool, like and then I put the order in and it's either like later that night or it's like you know, middle of the day, the next day, and then I can just take my nephews and we go and pick it up and then, like, drop it off at the house, put it away. But um, I found that that was really easy for me because it didn't – it doesn't take away that hour that, like, for me as someone who's, like, got a lot on her plate, I don't have to go into the store and be doing all of the grocery shopping myself. Like, if someone else does the shopping and I just pull up and pick it up in five minutes. I loved it. I actually tried it recently, the Stop and Shop pickup, and they shopped for me. They put it in my car – I think my spinach was the only thing that was messed up just because it was a little wilty and like I was so happy because like I just did not feel like grocery shopping like I just like couldn't get out of my own way that week Mm -hmm. and it was it just took so much off of me it was like one less thing I had to do Mm -hmm. and like I loved that you also do subscription boxes though too yeah like, like those I love my imperfect foods box um that's my subscription box and then I also used to do HelloFresh um, for like meal boxes. Uh, I loved HelloFresh, but ever since going vegan, they don't have a lot of options that way. Mm. Um, so it's really hard to like find full meals that are like vegan. Um, some things will be like fish or like they will be tofu, but then they have like a cream sauce or like their sour cream. And it's like, okay, they have a lot of good like veggie options. And I don't even want to say a lot. They just do have some veggie options, but you know, it's not every week that they have a veggie option, at least not when I was ordering last year, which is why I had stopped the subscription. Um, but I love my Imperfect Foods box because, again, it takes away that, like, having to go into a store and pick things up. And I do that one every other week. So it's usually the week that I don't order my Imperfect Foods box is the week that, like, I'm going into the store, like, one night. And I'm just, like, picking up little things like, oh, I need more bread or, oh, I need more cream cheese or, oh, I need more milk or something like that. I know other people recommend that, like, to pick up everything else that you need that's going to, like, stay. Mm-hmm. Um and not like go bad and then you can just pick up like the random like I said like the spinach or like you know some veggie that's gonna go bad quicker Mm -hmm. and that way you're making like short easy trips and you're not like 
having to go in and do the deep dive for right. all of your groceries. Yeah, and I, I love it. Like, I'll make my list, and then I literally, and I'm, when I make my grocery list, like, it's a detailed grocery list. Like, it's actually, like, I want Chobani oat milk. Like, I want Chobani vanilla oat milk, or I want Starbucks blonde roast coffee beans. Like, I make sure it's very detailed, or I want, you know, I, I want to make sure I get, like, four carrots, because I'm already, like, thinking about the recipes I'm going to cook. That's what I do. So, it's very, like, detailed in that way, so I don't even have to be in the store, or, like, while I'm trying to shop online and think like okay how many do I need or oh I gotta go look at the recipe it's like no I know how many I need because I made the grocery list while I was picking out my meals for the week yeah that's what I do I put like a little parentheses and I'm like one or you know how many ever I Mm -hmm. need or certain kinds that I'm looking for yeah um speaking of grocery shopping I know you continue to do it but I haven't so (laughs) I took a little break from it you do the receipt Oh, yeah. Um, Receipt submissions to get cash back, which I think is super, super good to save some money. I mean, you're already spending money at the grocery store, and... I was using Ibotta, and then I introduced you to, was it Fetch, Fetch. Fetch Rewards? Yeah. And can you explain that? Yeah, I haven't been using Ibotta as much lately because I found that every week I was, like, scanning receipts for, like, almost, like, six weeks, and I wasn't getting any cash back whatsoever, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, like, I'm finding that, like, the time I'm spending on it isn't worth my time. Like, yeah, like, okay, scanning my receipt and getting, like, 50 cents back for, like, you know, milk because they found it cheaper in some other store was great. But because I went vegan, I was having a harder time finding the options on Ibotta. But Fetch, uh, but if you're not vegan or I I know Ibotta may have changed a lot of their things and now those things are probably on there because I know a lot of places are adding more plant-based things to their um, inventory. So it may be better now than it was. Um, I stopped using it probably around like March, um, just because I felt like overwhelmed doing it sometimes. Um, but fresh rewards I use all the time. I use it like every day because there is usually a receipt somehow every day or I'm finding one somewhere in my house. Um, but it's really simple. It's like you scan the receipt, they give you 25 points or 50 points. The other day I did Tostitos and I got like 500 points and I was like, yeah, I know there's, there's certain yeah. products that you get more. Mm-hmm. And um, they and change it, weekly, too. They do. And then, then the you can scan any receipt, and that's where you get, like, 25. And those points go towards, I think it's a gift card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so you can get a gift card um, to, like, they... It used to be kind of, like, limited, and it was, like, Starbucks, Target, like, Barnes & Noble, like, those sort of, like, Stop & Shop. But now it's, like, really expanded. They have, like, restaurant, like, coupons in there. They have restaurant gift cards. They have, like, a whole bunch of times now. so they expanded it. Yeah, they expanded. And you can use your points to get, like, a magazine if you wanted instead. Like, um, and every month they offer you, like, a free like either magazine or like $2 gift card. And so like, usually I'll just do Amazon because I'm like, Oh, I eventually going to buy something on Amazon. Like it's bound to happen. So I'll just get a a quick $2 gift card and it's just for using it like pretty regularly. So I love um, those apps. I mean, I have a few different ones, including Ibotta. I still use Ibotta, um, but I have a cat and so you can actually buy gift cards. Um, and that gives you 5% cash back. Mm -hmm. So I'm already going to go buy, you know, cat litter and food, so why not get that money? Mm-hmm. It's, like, money in your pocket, basically. It's basically free money. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I love those sort of apps. But um, do you use any other, like, rewards apps, even, like, across the board? Um, I mean, 
I use Dosh as well, but I don't use it as often. It's you pretty much just link your card. Okay. As long as you're comfortable with that. Like mm-hmm. I link both of my my checking and credit card mm-hmm. and anytime I'm at a certain location that's eligible, I get cash back. So like I think I went to the coffee shop the other day and I got like fifty cents back. Or I went and got a pretzel at the mall when they were still open, <laughs> like pre pandemic. <laughs> um and I got, you know, like a dollar back or whatever the case is. And that's how I usually do most of my cash back. I don't really have a lot of other reward apps. I was going to say, I think for me, like, I would, like, recommend getting, like, if there's a store that you shop at a lot, like, get the rewards card. Like, the stop and shop card. Like, you and I were talking about having the gas points. Right. And Or, like, BJ's. We, like, my mom and I have BJ's and we use our BJ's card and then we use it at the gas pump. Uh, get if you're like someone who shops at mobile all the time like get the mobile card if you go to shell a lot because that's like near your area get the shell card like speedway whatever like really pick like which ones you're gonna get and then like actually utilize those points um because i know for me i'm in the fetch rewards like i'm hitting about uh i don't know almost twenty thousand points so that's a twenty dollar gift card um so i just have to pick where and I just was like, oh, I was like, Starbucks or Target, Amazon, or um, I think TGI Fridays was, like, another one. And I was like, mm. or do I want to, like, choose a restaurant to go out to? Um, so I definitely recommend if, as an adult, in the adulting realm, get rewards cards. Because they're, like, they'll save you money in the long run the more you use them. Especially if it's, like, a store you're going to all the time. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I use my stop and shop to get gas points all the time. I mean, I get... You know, 60, 70 cents off of gas, and gas is forever rising at the moment, Mm -hmm. so the less I have to spend on gas, the better. Yeah. Again, I'm all about convenience and, like, things, to making things that I already do convenient and easy, Mm -hmm. Um, so anytime I can get cash off or back is a win in my situation. Yeah, or, like, points for something, I'm like, yes. Yes, sign me up for those points, especially if it's something I'm going to be using a lot, too. Like, that, I mean, if it's not anything that, like, if I go to the store, like, maybe once every couple of months, then, like, I'm, I'm less bound to get the rewards card because I'm not, I know I'm not going to be there all the time, so it doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Um, what about uh, bills? How are your, do you feel like, we're talking about, we're talking about adulting pretty yeah. much here. Like, how did, how was bills for you when you first started out? Because, like, I know I overspent so much money. I mean, I didn't have a lot of bills at the time when I was first starting out. Like, very grateful and privileged in that respect. But I was, like, at the mall, like, every other week just going shopping. I mean, I think that was partially because it was right out of high school. And, unfortunately, the plan that I had didn't work out. So I was, like, trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, but me at the mall was like kind of like my stress relief Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I bought a lot of purchases that I didn't need so I had to like rein myself in yeah no I definitely and for me too it depends on the people I'm around I notice like when it comes Mm, to spending interesting yeah and it wasn't something that I had really like picked up on when I was younger but like looking back it was like oh when I hung out with these certain people I found myself like blowing loads of money when we'd be together and then it's like you know, I see some of those friendships now, and, like, when I go to, like, catch up with them, I, like, want to go and be, like, do these things and, like, spend money, and I'm, like, oh, yeah, I don't know why. Why do I want to do this with this, like, set of person or set group of people? Um, but I was uh, I was bad at, like, overspending, for sure, especially right out of, like, high school. Like, I again, I was very similar to you. I had, was pretty privileged in the sense that, like, 
my bills were, you know, pretty minimal. Like I had to pay for my phone bill, uh, my, the gas in my car, and I think my car insurance. And I worked a weekend job, you know, in high school. So it wasn't like I had, you know, a whole lot of money, like income coming in or money um, to spend. But what I did have, I made sure I was spending it. And actually, I probably spent most of it on food. That's literally, that's, I mean, we just finished the grocery portion, but like that is why I really detail and find, find details for the grocery shopping. Cause I know I overspend there mm-hmm. and like takeout becomes so expensive and it gets old. Like, yeah, I know where I live and work. There's only like you know, a handful of certain restaurants and like, there's only so many times I can keep eating pizza before I just like, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just want like that fresh food. Like I really, I'm we talked about that we're both lactose intolerant and like i love lighter meals that don't include dairy and you just cannot find a lot of options without some type of dairy in the food and i found that going vegan like it was even harder to eat out because i was just like okay well i know for a fact that that pan because i've worked in kitchens like i know that pan is getting used for all of these other things that have butter in it so like i can't order that because I know it's going to have butter. Like, I know the pan's going to have butter and I'm going to, it's going to upset, and this is more like, it's going to upset my stomach. Like, I'm going to be, end up being really sick and nauseous and like, mm-hmm. just like, not feeling well. Um, but I found that like, as I went vegan, there are not that many options out there. Like, I, there's definitely, the, the community is definitely growing uh, around here, but it's not like it is in the UK or Europe or anything like that. Like, Europe has a lot of options. Like, Subway's in like Europe and the UK have a meatless meatball. But Subway's here don't offer that because it's not something like the demand isn't high, so there's no supply for it, Um, which I think just sucks overall because I would love to go to a Subway. Like, I love Subway in general, but, like, when I go to Subway, I just get, like, a veggie and, like, no cheese and, like, dressing. And I'm, like, I just paid, like, $10 for, like, a sandwich I could have made at home for, like, two and it's, like, I know it's a convenient, like, I'm, I, I recognize that, like, when I eat out and I do takeout, I'm paying for convenience, and I'm paying for that person to do their job, which is totally fine with me. I don't have, like, that's not the issue I'm having. It's just that, like, sometimes going, being vegan and, like, eating fruits and vegetables, I know how cheap those vegetables are, so eating out feels really, like, twice as expensive as it did when I was eating meat. Yeah, I mean, I would, just to circle back, I know when I first was starting out, I, like, didn't know the prices of meat. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. I, like, kept asking, like, my parents. I was like, so how much do you, like, pay for chicken on a good day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, because chicken fluctuates the heck. Mm-hmm. Like, their prices vary so often. And, like, I learned to catch it on sale or, like, know what's an acceptable price. Like, I shouldn't be paying $14 for a family pack of chicken. No. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Or, like, steak. Like, who knows what the price of steak is? And, like, so once you start learning the actual price of things, I think it really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, takeout is eventually... You're gonna cave at some point. But, like, yeah. if I can minimize it, yeah, I'd rather. But circling back, I did have a question. Okay. So when you said you were out with your friend, you know, certain friends, and you felt like the need to spend money, like, did you... Did you feel like you put the pressure on yourself? Or oh, yeah. Or was it, like, something about them and their activity? No, not at all. It was always, like, me putting the pressure on myself. It was never about, like, the the person themselves. It was just, like, oh, hey, we're going to, like, oh, yeah, I need to go to the mall to, like, pick up X, Y, and Z for, like, this event that they're going to. And I was, like, I'm at the mall. I need to spend money. Like, we're out together. Like, I should spend money. With, like, they're spending money. I should spend money. Like, mm. it was, like, and it was a 100% pressure on me thing. It was never, like, my friends were never, like, oh, yeah, like, 
why don't you buy this? Or, oh, like, you're not hungry. You're not going to get anything. Like, no, it was never like my friends were never that way. It was always just like me putting the pressure on myself to feel like I wanted to spend money on something because I was out with someone else spending money on something. Yeah, I know it made me feel good to go shopping. And mm-hmm. I now have a lot of that name brand yoga pants. That I mean, I still have them years now, like later, but it was not worth the money. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been spending my money there. I could have saved it. And I just I like wish I had that knowledge early on. Uh, I was very appreciative of like my dad showing me how to do my finances because... I mean, let's face it, schools don't go over that stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, you know, it's bare, I don't want to say bare minimum, but... That's the way they view it. Like, you know, it's it's an essential life skill, but I think, unfortunately, the education system, like, sees that as, like, a bare minimum. Like, you don't need to learn that. And yeah, it's very standardized. Yeah, and I think that, like, that's a, that's a huge problem, and I'm very much like you, Alyssa. I was very lucky. Like, my mom sat down, we went over, like, credit card. I got my first credit card when I was, like, 16, and, like, all that to, like, build credit. And like then like you know X Y and Z like we set up different checking and savings well, so you accounts. Started early. Yeah, my mom started me really early. Um, it was like my first job. So when I got my first job, I like had already had multiple bank accounts. I had like an Acorn account through um, Saint Anne. So that was already building interest and things like that. Ever since I was really little, like really really little, um, and. And then it was, like, once I had gotten older and I started having a paycheck, I wanted direct deposit because I didn't want to have to be going to the bank all the time. So we got me a different one. And then, you know, it was, like, within – while we set that up, they were, like, oh, is she – my mom was, like, oh, is she eligible for a credit card? And they were, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, she's, a, you know, a brand-new person, like, opening a new account. This is the perfect opportunity. And we did that. Um, so – I learned very early on from my mom, like, how to do finances. And even my aunts and uncles have been really, like, open about their finances and willing to share the way that they save money because a lot of my aunts are in, like, retirement. Um, So, like, you know, when you're in retirement, you have a pension and then you have, you know, Social Security and things like that, Medicaid and things that, like, pay for certain things. So you have to really, like, budget out what you're going to spend each month um, because you get, like, that monthly lump sum. Um, so one of my aunts, um, specifically like sat down and like went over finances with me and was like, oh, this is what I get for the year. And then she takes that and she breaks it down per month. And then, and that includes what she's going to save, what she spends on her gas, what she spends on electricity, what she spends on groceries, what she spends on, you know, streaming services and medical bills and things like that. Um, insurance. And I was just really lucky that like my family, um, and even my dad actually too, he bought me, um, rich kid poor rich uh it's the poor dad rich dad poor dad but it's the kids version um I really wish I could remember it I read it when I was super young again I think I was like 11 or 12 and my dad had bought me this book and it like teaches you how to save money and like how to invest and like you know it was all stuff I never really I, I was so young I didn't grasp the concept of those things so I bet if I went back and read that book now it would be very different like it would it was an easy read in the sense that, like, I knew there were certain things, which is why I kind of had gotten into stocks pretty, like, early on. Um, I don't even want to say early on, just I feel like I got into stocks within the last, like, two years. And I thought, for me, you know, being a 23, 24-year-old getting into stocks, I felt like that was pretty young. Because, uh, you know, talking to friends, people were like, I don't know what that is. Um, even you and I had discussed stocks. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm invested in some stocks with, like, my company. But, like, you know, I don't, you know, pay attention to them. Yeah. Um, and then it became a, a topic of conversation with us each week. Like, like, hey, how are your stocks doing? And, like, we would, like, have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I think I definitely got, like, a later jump on starting off. I did 
now that I think about it, I did have a credit card. My sister was really kind. Um, she had worked at a bank at the time, and so, like, she was able to get me a credit card, and she was, like, my, like, it's not the co-signer, but, like, the person that goes yeah. along with the account. Um, and so she'd, like, monitor it and help me try to, like, work with my finances, but, like, my father really sat down with me once I started to have a car. I didn't get my license until late in life. I was the person that didn't want to drive, <laughs> so I didn't get my license till like, 18, and when I was ready to get a car and like pay for things my dad was like okay like let's sit down let's look at how much you actually are making and then we wrote out all of my bills every Mm -hmm. single thing all the stupid even the small ones like netflix it's only like you know seven bucks or like yeah well was seven bucks it's still seven bucks for me i'm grandpa well i was like well you're also paying for just you i pay for i do the family plan so that's why yeah but we wrote down everything and it really helped because then it, I just saw, like, okay, I'm making X amount total for the month, and, like, this is how much I have left over, and so, like, I started to do that, and I also was taught to, like, leave a buffer for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not, I'm kind of weird in the fact that I don't go over, like, all my random stuff. Like, I know that I pay for Netflix and Hulu now, um, and, like, gas, but I don't actually factor that stuff in. I leave a $200 buffer for myself. Um, so as long as I have that $200, I usually covers the small things like that, but I do keep an eye on my account, but like looking at all the bills I had in front of me really helped because I then knew I only had, you know, $100 to spend on food that week Mm -hmm. or, you know, I know I had my car payment coming up and then I put everything on my calendar. I use a Google calendar and... I just put everything when it's due. I get reminders because I am an airhead and forget everything as far as bills go. And I have mostly, like, paperless bills, too. Mm -hmm. So it's all digital, and that's how it really started helping me, like, manage my money. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about auto pay? I love auto pay for certain things. I am that person that doesn't like having, you know... I, like, have to have flexibility with my payment schedule. So sometimes... I pay bills really early. I actually try to be, like, two weeks ahead Mm -hmm. of my bills. Um, But there are, like, certain things that I will not do auto pay, like my phone bill. My my car insurance was one of the ones that I did do auto payment because, like, Mm -hmm. I knew it was the same amount every single month. It came at the same time. Yeah. And, like, that worked for me. It's not something that is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think auto pay. Is... And I think I like the, what you said, like you're like, some of my bills are on auto pay, but not everything is on auto pay. Cause then you I forget. do the same thing. Yeah. I feel like you lose touch. And then I'm like, Oh my, you, you overdraft especially early on when you're not knowing exactly how to manage your money you're going to overdraft something, and we that were, sucked. You get hit with, like, a $30, you know, $7 fee or I was going to say, we were just talking about that today, that, like, you know, I didn't transfer enough money in time, and then my phone bill came out today, and I got hit with a $27 overdraft fee, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I forgot that that was coming out. I was like, of course, it's October 3rd, and again, I think that relates back to, like, the... I had a really stressful week and I was just so in my head about all this other work that I had to do that like that didn't even cross my mind. And I was like, oh, my God, I totally messed that one up. And I was like, yeah, well, it is what it is. Like, I can't go back and like I'm not going to get that twenty seven dollars back, which sucks. But like now it it makes me want to take that one thing off of auto pay because then I can be more aware of that that yeah. bill. I mean, my phone bill, they always try to con me into the oh, you'll save ten dollars from a month or whatever. I'm like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Personally, yeah. you know, I'd rather just because manage you know. my money effectively. And like I said, I do stay ahead 
so that when those big bigger bills come up especially i have like a lot of bills at the end of the month for me mm-hmm. i know i have funds See, and i'm not I... worried about it and that's why like the smaller charges like i said like those streaming platforms the like little bit of gas and stuff like that i don't worry about because as long as i have that buffer for myself it should cover everything but the major bills are paid and they are very detailed in the google calendar it's like mm-hmm. what date i paid how much it was so that I have a tracking system of mm-hmm. like, okay, I did pay this. I don't have to worry about it. And then I get a reminder usually like a week before and then the day of or like mine's, the day before. Mine's usually the week of the week before and then three days before. So that way I'm like, oh, okay, did I transfer enough money? Like, do I, did I, do I need to put money back from my savings into my, to my checking? Did I transfer too much? Like, oh, was that check going to clear? Like that sort of stuff. Oh, did that client like transfer, like pay me yet? Oh, no, not yet. Okay. So I got to transfer money, like that sort of thing. And especially because being freelance, like now I definitely have to be really careful with money management because like, you know, being freelance, you don't get paid weekly like that's not a that's you get paid monthly or Mm. you get paid every six months or you get paid when someone fills an invoice like which is really difficult so it had you have to be very almost more stingy than normal with your bills and like so stingy yeah um i think that's honestly a great transition i mean i know that i like i'm super grateful for the fact that i worked a job like my first job i was paid mm bi-weekly um so i learned how to budget my money over that two weeks so that it would last and it like helped me learn how to extend my budget so Mm -hmm. now that i am being paid weekly at my nine to five you know it's a lot easier i'm like wow i'm getting paid like okay and i i i don't know if you do this but i do this like you know whatever money's left in my account at the end of the week automatically goes into my savings it doesn't stay in my checking as like my spending money it's like oh like this week i had like 25 dollars left over and i was like oh it's time to transfer money to the savings like i transferred an extra 25 and that that's that's on top of what I already transferred to my savings weekly after I get paid. Yeah, it's a funny story. I mean, I did have a savings account. <laughs> it was set up originally. And again, I was so bad at money management when I first started out that I was like transferring my money between my checking and my savings so often that like eventually my savings just closed because there wasn't enough money. Like they mm-hmm. have a certain minimum that you're supposed to keep in it at certain banks. And so that's what happened. It's I still see it that it shows there. It still says zero and then it's closed and I haven't bothered to open it. I it actually helps me more to take and put aside um, a cash amount and then I'll just like figure out what I'm going to do with it from there. That way it's like out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. That's why I am so stingy. Like even (laughs) you talk about being stingy, I walk into a store and I will walk around with all of the items that I just picked up and I will sit there and walk around and the longer I, I walk around, I'm like, do I really need this? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a great question to like ask yourself. Like that really helped me money manage. Do I really need this? Do I actually really like it? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Oh my, I need that stat. And but then you, you're like, I look at it and I keep holding on to it. And I'm like, what in my wardrobe am I going to wear this with? But nothing. Honey, you have nothing that's going to go with this. This means you have to buy a whole outfit to go with this one piece you want to buy because it's cute. No, that's not your aesthetic. That You have nothing to match that. Like, put it back. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you can't change your aesthetic. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like... When I find that one off piece that I'm like, oh my god, it's so cute. I'm like, yeah, but am I going to wear it? Yeah, I kind of associate it with, like, home decor. Like, I was just looking at a really cute, um, 
it was at Beauty for Ashes, actually. They have a beautiful countertop where they mix the colors, and it was, like, this sage green. It was, like, such a beautiful... I was like, wow, that's so nice. And, like, I loved it, but I was like, I understand that that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want that in my house. So, yeah. like, I do the same with my clothing. Um, I asked myself if I really want it, and then I asked myself, can I, like, with the stuff that I already have, can I make three outfits? And mm-hmm. if I can't make three outfits, it's going back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, like, can I make three outfits? Because, like, saying, oh, well, I could just wear it with a pair of jeans doesn't justify it because it's like, well, yeah, anything you can typically wear with a pair of jeans usually. Like, a, if you have a dressy top, it just makes you look a little more, ca- like, dressy casual. If you have a, a t-shirt, it's like, okay, it's a little bit dressed down. But it's like, can I, do I have a jacket that I can wear with this? Do I have shoes that I can wear with it? Do I have, a you know, another pair of pants that are not just jeans? Like, um, and making sure, like, I love the, like, can I make three outfits out of it? Because I think that's a really good, like... kind of base I don't want to call it baseline but a really good parameter almost I actually started learning about that when I started um, learning about capsule wardrobes Mm. and I know that's becoming more and more popular but capsule wardrobes is getting like I believe it's like 25 pieces and you're just mixing and matching so you're using all of those outfits there's certain like basics per se they don't have to be basic like they don't have to be neutral or like bland um but they call it basics like oh you know a blazer a pair of jeans dark or and light and then like it's like a staple tank items top. almost thank you that's the word i was looking for like staple um wardrobe items that you can easily use and mix and match and like mm-hmm. that's the the wardrobe i'm trying to build now and that mm-hmm. helps me save a lot of money i also put in envelopes I, I section it out now, so I have, like, a savings envelope. I have a car in case any maintenance comes up. Mm-hmm. I put aside for home and clothing because I'm trying to do more home decoration for my condo. And I also have, what is it, trips and day activities. So mm-hmm. in case we want to take a vacation or, like, ha- go to the trip. orchard. Yeah, yeah. You know, go out and have that fun time. I ha- I usually also put certain amounts in those. So, like, if I have, say, $100 all the 20s are going into the savings and the auto and then the ones the fives can get distributed to the other stuff that's maybe not as important yeah so i do prioritize them a lot too yeah um i was doing for a while where it was like anytime i got a five dollar bill or like one dollar bills i was just immediately saving them um but i started working less in cash because it just became a lot easier instead of cashing the checks to just make sure it was in my account because i was like okay it needs to be in there because i have auto payments and Again, the whole freelance work, like, invoices don't always get filled when you want them to. I had one client not pay me for more than six months from work, and I just had to repeatedly, like, I got to a point where I was sending emails every day, and I got annoying enough that they finally paid me. And I was like, if that's what I got to do, that's what I have to do. And, like, yeah, that really sucks. And as a freelancer, if you're listening and you're in the beginning and you haven't experienced this yet, like, you're one of the lucky ones because I'm sure you'll eventually come across a client that you'll do work for that will never pay you, and at some point you have to max out your mental sanity for that client and start putting that sanity towards something that's actually a a client that will actually continue to pay you. Um, So Good clients that know your worth, mm -hmm. and I always suggest getting a contract written up, and if you make any changes... Do not do it verbally. Do it written and sign. Both of you need to sign if mm-hmm. you're going to do that. Absolutely. Um, 
I actually wanted to kind of go back to your point about how expensive, like, meat is and not, like, recognizing that. But I'm going to take it to more of, like, the things that, like, blew my mind on how expensive they were when I became an adult. Like, freaking sheets, bro. And curtains. (laughs) Like, I thought thought about that when you were saying that. And I was like, oh, my God, this would be a great piece. But we're, like, in the middle of talking about groceries, so I'm going to hold off. So just, like, think – when you you said that, I immediately was like, my sheets. I spent, like – $45 on a full size set of sheets. Just the fitted sheet, the top sheet, and two freaking pillowcases. Like, what the frig? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one hit me, obviously, was furniture. Mm, Oh my god. Sheets are, any home decor, you can, I like to DIY, but a lot of times I do, like, want to find that piece that maybe just speaks to me. Mm -hmm. And it can be very price varying. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a king size bed, so obviously my sheets cost even more than yours do. Yeah. And I think I must have spent like sixty and I, I price match. <laughs> yeah. I make sure that like I found like the cheapest deal I could find and I price match to another website, so I got them on like a good deal. But like I I'm still paying off my furniture. Like I moved into my condo when I was twenty one. I was really lucky enough to to be able to put a down payment on a condo. Um, it's yeah, you only, had a good time, too. It's only a two-bedroom, and, like, I bought a couch, a mattress, it was, like I said, it was a king size, and then I bought the stand, because I wanted to get the reclinable, like, it moves up and down. Mm. Um, those three pieces, I maxed out my my credit card at the furniture store. It was, like, 4200 and I paid another, like, eight, I think, up front. So, that was... A, a huge blow to me and my credit score. <laughs> Absolutely. And, like, I think that's something that, like, you don't realize how expensive those things are. Like, I was, like, buying pillows, and I was like, yo, I, like, went to Walmart, or I went to Target, and I bought, like, five, four pillows, and I was, I spent, like, 80 bucks on four pillows. It's like, what just freaking happened? <laughs> Do not buy throw pillows. They are a waste of money, and you don't use them. Just make it yourself. Oh, my Please God. go sew a pattern. Like, grab some cotton, and just put it together yourself. They look just as good, and they don't cost you an arm. Like, thankfully, my couch came with, like, pillows mm. alongside of it, and I, they work just fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ikea. Go to Ikea. I have literally five throw pillows up top that, like, I know our listeners can't see, but we're recording in the closet, and I have all five of my throw pillows that I used to have on my bed daily, and I would put them up there and put, like, make my bed look nice. They're now at the top of my closet, and I don't use them ever. I feel like it's a waste of money. (laughs) Yeah, I got to a point. I was like, I wanted my room to look very aesthetic and, like, look a certain way, and then I was like, but that's not realistic. Like, I'm human, and I barely make my bed. Like, I'm not the person that gets up and makes my bed every morning. Like, mm. I just, I'm like, why am I going to make it? I'm going to be back in it in, like, freaking 12 hours. Like, there's no point for me. Um, You're probably the better person. I hear, like, there's bacteria that you should let air out and, like, the sweat and stuff that comes in your bed sheets. Oh that's God. why you shouldn't make your bed in the morning or, like, let it air out for a bit. I do make my bed, but, like, I have two pillows, and that's it. I don't <laughs> need any throw pillows. I don't need anything else to go alongside because I just don't use them. I'd rather just, like, I have, like, a couple. Have the space. Yeah, I have, like, some stuffed animals have, and stuff that hang around, and, like, yeah. those are fine. <laughs> they work just as great for pillows. I have four pillows, but that's because it's, like, okay, if I have someone spending the night, I want someone to have a choice of pillows, and all four pillows that I have are different types of pillows. Like, I have a memory foam one. I have, like, a softer one. I have a hard one. I have one that, like, basically is nothing. You can, like, squish it and just cuddle the shit out of it. That's, you know, one of the ones I have, and um, I... 
only have those four simply because depending on where I'm at in the, my stress level will depend on what pillow I need to sleep on, which I know is really strange, but like I hold a lot of my tension like in my shoulders and my neck. Mm. So like if I'm really relaxed, I can use a softer pillow or I can sometimes in some nights like sleep completely without a pillow because I just sleep on my back or I'll sleep on my stomach. Um, but then there's some days that like I sleep on my side and like I need that extra support of like a memory foam pillow like up underneath my neck and supporting my head. Um, I do really feel like it just you have to ask yourself like what where do you want to spend your money like Mm -hmm. it's not even so much like where to buy or how much it's going to cost it's like okay what's important to me like you're saying that pillows depending like because of your back and and your health there that you would rather pay money outright for pillows Mm -hmm. where you could save maybe money on like sheets sheets clothing carpeting whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be and like like, I knew I wanted beautiful ceramic plates, so I yeah. spent the money on the plates, and then I went to Walmart and got glasses, because I knew they were going to break. I am a clumsy-ass person. <laughs> I mean, I have pretty good reflexes from being clumsy for so long, but I still break a glass. All my guests, I think every guest that I've had has broken a glass, and, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't bother me, because I'm like, oh, I'll just pick some more up. It's like I'll 10, pick up a four-pack you know, at Walmart for 10 bucks, like, it's fine. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that I realized was, like, kind of expensive is, like, coffee mugs like not just to go coffee mugs but like coffee mugs like for like the kitchen and I was like wow I was like those are kind of expensive especially because I like to buy small business so of course that's going to up the price as it is already but um because you're not getting that you know warehouse industrial sized um discount so you know buy, but buying small business always felt a little bit better and, and I could look at that mug and be like oh yeah this was handcrafted um but one of the things that, like, I wanted to touch on sheets, I was looking at a new pair of sheets, and I was like, these are so cute. I love them. It came up as an ad on my Instagram because I was like, okay, one of my sheets has, like, a small hole in it, but it's near the feet, so it's only going to continue to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally enough to, like, stick my pinky toe through it at this point, or, or my big toe through it at this point. But, like, I know that, like, my foot will catch it, and I will rip it open. So I was like, okay, I should probably invest in, like getting a backup pair mm-hmm. um, because I'm the person that I won't do sheet laundry for like a month, but I switch them out every week. I have four pairs, so I do switch them out, but then I just wait until they're all dirty and then do them. So it's like, I need someone cause I'm not doing, I'm not doing sheet laundry every three weeks. It's not happening. Um, so I went to go look and I, they were gorgeous. They were like, they were like, Oh, like this, like certain material. It was like a soft material. I can't remember which one. It wasn't cotton. Um, and I, like, went through, I picked my colors, they pick, you get, like, four pillowcases, which was perfect for someone who has four pillows on her bed, you get the top sheet, the fitted sheet, and then you can choose if you want, like, a duvet cover. It's gonna cost me $500. I got to, I literally got to check out, and I was like, excuse me, the what? $500 for a fitted sheet, a top sheet. I didn't even pick the duvet cover, because I was like, I don't need a duvet cover, I I just put that over there, and four pillowcases was gonna cost me five hundred dollars i'm like that oddball that doesn't even use the top sheet like i just have the fitted and then like some sherpa or like really soft blankets but my duvet did cost me quite a bit and it's like an empty hollow shell like it's not even down feather comforter that i use inside of it no it's just it's you gotta find out where to spend your money and like what's important to you there's always gonna be overpriced items but it's just what you're willing to spend on it yeah um I think we're going to take a short break. All right. Welcome back. Let's get back into the swing of things. So 
I wanted to go back to the beginning of adulting for a second. Um, I felt like my adulting was a little bit unsure at the beginning. <laughs> I, like I said earlier in this episode, college, my college plan did not work out for me very well. Uh, I just wasn't getting the answers from the college that I um, was accepted to, and I couldn't afford without financial aid. I mean, I'm a group of like a family of four. There's three other siblings and I couldn't afford 100k a year. Mm-hmm. So, I had a really big pivot early on. I I remember sitting in the office with my dad and I found that out and I, we were just like we can't afford this. You're not going to get financial aid because you're not I was going to go to Canada. I'm not I wasn't a Canadian student already and I just bursted out into tears. I was like, what am I gonna do? Like, I was so lost. Like, I I thought I had my life set. And to, like, see that, that was a huge change for me. I sat there for, like, a good 10, 15 minutes. Just like, what am I gonna do with my life? Like, this isn't what I thought I was gonna do. Like, I don't have anything planned. Like, how can I even move forward? And, like, that was huge for me. I, I'm actually really grateful for it now looking back but it was such a hard time for me because you feel so lost in those moments you're like wow I thought this was the rest of my life or the start of the rest of my life and I just found out that that entire vision and plan got shattered do you feel like that's why you're much more of like a present moment kind of person because do you feel like you planned your future around being able to afford that and go to that college um, I mean, I was planning my fu- my future, like, my, at least my job, since a very early age. I mean, everyone, I think, asks you when you're a kid, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, that that only gets worse as you get in through high school, and then you're, like, at graduation, and it just really hits you, you're like, I'm going out in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, some people are going into, you know, the military, armed forces, and some people are going to college, and some people are going to the workforce. And I just had it all laid out. I was so happy I'd gotten it, accepted to the college that I really wanted to go to. It just wasn't feasible for me, my family. Like, it just wasn't something that I could do. And so it was just really frustrating, I think, more than anything. But like I said, I'm so grateful. I ended up choosing a similar type of career. I started at, like, a pizza place that I lasted, like, a, a week. Um, I did I did not want, personally, like, for myself, a fast food job. That was, like, my one condition. I was like, I want to have a job. I was babysitting already at the time. I just wanted to move away from that. It just wasn't something that was working for me. Uh, so I worked at the pizza place for like a week and then I got the call that I was waiting for to work at my first job and I loved it and that really set off my adulting like once I had that job I was like skyrocketing yeah what about you I for me it was like I ended up going to college but um as I think I've talked on this podcast and definitely on the ever-changing vibes podcast that like I never graduated um Mm -hmm. because that didn't it didn't work out like that for me I felt like I was wasting a lot of my time and my money and the college I wanted to go to I think this also plays into like realizing how expensive things are I wanted to go to this college in Pennsylvania and it was 56,000 a year and I was like oh my god that's so cheap blah blah and like I was excited and it had the major I wanted with the minor I wanted I was you know contemplating dual majoring with a minor and like all these things and they were gonna allow me to do it and I was really excited and then once I started like 
I think there was a, a, a website we used in college or in high school that you got to compare colleges. And when mm-hmm. I had compared that college to like UMass Dartmouth, I was like, oh my God, that is so expensive. And then as I thought about it more and more, I was like, four years of that will be 200 and you know $22,000 and I was like that would have been my student loan debt and I was like for an art major that's gonna come out of college and I was lucky if I would start at like 35k I was like I will be in debt for the rest of my life and I was like that was a huge shock for me and very much to you like it was devastating because that was the college I had like looked at the campus it was gorgeous the photos they had during fall were just like oh my goodness it just I wanted that on-campus experience but recognizing how expensive out-of-state tuition one is and two just like college tuition in general was mind-boggling and in that moment I was like okay I'm going to a community college because I also don't even know what I really want like I like art but I don't know if like, can I make a career out of that? So you didn't like, have a major already, like, set? No, it was just, like, I enjoyed art. And so my first two years, like, I dampled and and sampled everything. And that's why I decided to do community college because I was, like, I don't know what I want. And, like, I'm going to end up at a university. And after I finally, like, I think it was, like, really my first job helped me to, like, understand how expensive things really were. And then it was, like, moving into looking at colleges and things like that. I was, like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I make this much a week now and now I'm going to go to college where I'm going to be a full-time dual major with a minor student which means I'm not going to have a time for a job which means that all that student loan debt is just going to continue to rack and rack and rack and rack and rack and I was like can I like how much is that going to stress me out and I was like whoa I was like that's too much I did know you during your college years and like you did seem a lot more stressed. I definitely noticed that. And, I mean, you weren't even... I don't think you were taking all your credits every single year. Like, I was. You weren't so, were you full-time? I was full-time while I was working full-time. So, yeah. That's stressful. That's yeah. a lot on your plate. And then to be in so much debt. And I I think interest charge, like... Yeah. <laughs> the ch- interest is, like, skyrocket. Yeah, it's skyrocketed now. But even the interest then, like, still would have been, like... I just would, I just feasibly would have never been out of my student loan debt. Like, never. And I, I, I look back at that and I go, wow, I'm really glad that I ended up going the route that I did with community college. And my first semester of community college, like, I was working three jobs going, going to school. Like, I was doing a lot. Uh, my first, my first two semesters, I got to my, the end of my first semester and I was like, okay, something's got to give. Like, I was sleeping, like, maybe two hours a night. Like, Ooh. max four was, like, what I was getting. I was running on Monsters, Red Bulls, coffee, water, and whatever. And I worked fast food. So whatever they decided to prepare, I was like, I'll eat it. I don't even care. Like, I was at the point that I, I didn't give a shit about... I. It's not that I didn't give a shit about my health. I was actually also at the gym almost every morning, like, in between jobs. Like, I gave a shit about my health to an extent, but it not in a productive way like I was focused on building muscle but not on what that actually entailed I was very uneducated and uh it took a huge toll on me once like winter had really hit in like December of my like freshman year the first semester and I got sick as a dog it was like a whole two weeks I was like down and out for the count I couldn't go to any of my classes no work no nothing and I was like okay, something's got to give and something's got to change. And I was like, okay, I got to like, I got to, I got to drop a job. Like one of them, I can't continue to do three jobs and maintain a full-time schedule. Like it's just not realistic. Um, 
I was taking night classes and weekend classes. I never had a day off. Like That's so much. Yeah. So young, too. Yeah. I think it's so crazy, though, that we almost had a similar experience, but, like, way different beginnings. Mm-hmm. Like, the outcome was kind of the same. Yeah, I was thinking about that while you were telling your story. I was like, wow, we both had very similar, like, you. we both had dreams of going to college. Both were devastated by those dreams not coming true, but also, like, now we transitioned and yeah. we're definitely the hindsight is there to look back and be like, oh, okay, like, it was for the best. I just found that wild. You know, we both had different paths, but we had the same outcome. And, I, I mean... And even nowadays, how many people do I meet that, like, regret going to college? Like, they finished, they got their degree, and, I mean, I have personal friends that are 100K in debt, you know, or, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm still paying, I still, I've been paying, like, every single month, even more than the minimum, Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, yeah, I still have, like, 60K to go, and I'm like, you have what now? Yeah. Um... And, like, it's, it's weird to say, like, I think that it was meant to be that I didn't end up going mm-hmm. to college, and I think I'm better for it now. I mean, I still have a very good job with healthcare um, benefits, including a 401k, and, you know, I really am appreciative of that, but mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be at that time. Yeah, and I think, like, I love that you touched upon the fact of, like, how similar our paths were, but also how very different they were, because it's, like, I know people that took that exact path that we that you had just said like oh there's 100k in debt but they're not even doing the job that they went to school for they're not even doing a job in their field and I'm just like what I'm like you're 100k in debt paying off a degree you're not even using because your field won't hire you because you need x y and z experience and it's like mind-blowing to me um the guy that I'm seeing has like I saw myself and I'm 30,000 in debt just student loans like I and I don't have a car payment I don't have really have any other debt it's just my student loans and I saw 30,000 after my second semester at SNHU and I was like what am I doing I was like I had was at 10k maybe and then all of a sudden in a two semesters I was all of a sudden at 28k and I was like I, what am I doing? Why am I here? Like, is that what snapped you uh, out of the college idea? Yeah. And I think the other part was like all the things that I was learning in classes, like I was taking online classes because I was going to Southern New Hampshire University. So I wasn't on campus. Everything that I was being taught in the, like in my classrooms was all like read these pages and then write a discussion post on it and do you watch this YouTube video. And I was like, my professors aren't even teaching me anything at this point. I'm do I'm teaching myself, which I'm wasting time learning things from these people that are supposed to be like ma- like major people in their field and X, Y, and Z. And like I'm putting together projects that were the ugliest. I just had a Snapchat memory of a project that I did and I was furious. Like what I did was so gorgeous. It was so like laid out very nicely and it looked great. And my professor was like, Oh no, it needs to look more like this. And what he showed me was absolutely atrocious. It was the ugliest thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. And I was like, you want me to create something like that when I just created that? And I was like, I don't, I, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's not what a client is going to want. And I know that for a fact because I was already working with clients and I was like, I'm working with clients. I don't have a degree and I'm wasting my money to not even apply the thing. Like, I'm not learning anything new. Like, it's all repeat information, all regurgitated information. And I was like, I'm wasting so much time and so much money. And I think once I saw that second bill come in, I was like, what am I doing? And I, that, that's it. That's what, like, snapped me. And I, I dropped out mid-semester because I was like, it's just not worth it. I don't, I don't even care. 
Yeah, I mean, and to your point about the degree that they're not using, I mean, that same friend is working with someone who doesn't have a degree, so they're in the same field, getting paid, if not, like, the same, if not more, and so, like, that's really interesting and, like, actually not right in the same respect. Mm -hmm. I think college is really good for some people, like, if, if you want to, if that's the way you learn best, then absolutely take the classes, go to college. But, like, I feel like there's so many more options out here, especially with online courses. I mean, you could check Google has online courses mm-hmm. for business. And I thought that was really great to see. But, like, you have to want the learning style that college brings. Like, I, you and I, I think, can agree that we both are willing to go find the resources to learn what we want to learn that we're actually interested in. That was the other reason, like, college really turned me off because I didn't want to take all the requisites. Like, mm-hmm. I I will do math. I can do math, but I hate it. And I don't feel like it's necessary. I, I was going into the animal field. Math is not needed. Like, what am I going to be doing? Putting medicine in syringes like that? <laughs> I don't just need to do that much math. It's pretty basic at yeah, that Yeah, I didn't need geometry or algebra. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, I should just want, be able to learn what I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was, like... I was learning these things and the things they were teaching me. Uh, we were reading certain chapters and books, and I was like, mm, that doesn't seem right. I was like, I don't, this is, doesn't really pertain to what I'm reading. And then I would read the chapters that we weren't supposed to be reading. And I was like, this pertains way more to the subject at hand and like is way more useful. And like, I kept one of my books, it's a, like a small business book, and I kept it because I was like, that I saw myself when I wrote out a business plan and things like that. I saw myself in that, and I was like, I need to chase this. Like, I I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what kind of future that is, but I need to chase that because I'm not, I'm not cut out for a nine to five. Like I want my own hours. I want to work a small business. Like I want something that has my name on it. And I think that was a lot of like, for me, that realization came to also when I like started to realize like the amount of money I was spending and the things that I was learning. I was like, I read books every day. Like I read information all the time. And I was like, I'm falling out of wanting to learn these things because I'm being forced to learn these things like so once I kind of recognized that I was like okay it's really time to go ahead and um take a take a shift and take a change in perspective so uh that's exactly what I did I I think with college I also just in the scheme like in the realm of adulting we have to talk about drinking oh yeah like when did you I mean, if you're comfortable, when did you start drinking? You want to be the honest? Or the, um, <laughs> tell other I'll, <laughs> I'll be the honest. Uh, I started drinking in high school. Mm. Um, I was actually bringing alcohol to high school. I was drinking in classes. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Not, no <laughs> one. secrets on air. Uh, no one really knew that. Um, uh, my coffee cups were never coffee or they were never just juice. It was always cranberry and vodka. Um or energy drinks with vodka in it. So um, how did you get introduced to it? Was it something that was just like a peer? Did they? Did you start drinking with a friend? No, I was alone. Okay, was it, it just was, like an interest? Yeah, um, it definitely was just like something where I was like, you know, like a lot of my family drinks. I was like, I wonder, like, what, like, what is it, like, what's about it? And then I just opened a bottle of vodka that my brother left on the kitchen counter. <laughs> Um, and mixed it with some cranberry juice, um, after a Google search of, like, how do you mix a drink, and people, what do you mix with vodka, I think was my question to the Google machine, and it came back with cranberry, and I was like, yo, we got that in the house, so I mixed it, 
Um, and I was like, wow, this is good. What was the feeling you got from drinking? Um, was it like a head high? Did you... It was much of like really like a head high, but I also was a really big insomniac. Mm-hmm. And I knew drinking a certain amount would put me to bed, which okay. was so I used it more as like a mechanism to get to sleep. But it never it it did more damage than it did good. Now that I have hindsight, twenty twenty, looking back and more knowledge on like what alcohol actually does to your sleep pattern and just your body overall, um, which I think was a part of the reason why I ended up my, with my insomnia being even worse once I hit my college years because I did a lot of drinking in high school, um, you know, day and night, and I would just spend nights up and be like, yeah, I'm insomniac, and it was really like, no, this is the the repercussions of drinking you know, the amount that I was drinking. So yeah, that was, that's the honest answer. How about you? I mean, I think I had a very different experience for sure. I think I grew up with some people that were drinking a lot and I, I took the route of like not wanting to be the same way. So I actually did not drink. I was a very goody two shoes. That's how I always tell, um, that's my nickname for myself. I'm a goody two shoes. I started drinking at 21 on my birthday. I went with the boyfriend at the time, and we went to, like, a sushi place. We got, like, I think it was a Mai, mai, mai Tai or Scorpion. Oh, no, it was a Scorpion Bowl. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Those look like you're really messed up, I, baby. I'm not a fan. I don't like tropical, but mm. I also had the, was it the 100 proof, whatever's in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was atrocious. It tasted like rubbing alcohol. I was like, yep. no. Yep. But, like, I... I wasn't the type of person to party. Like, mm. even in high school, I found myself pulling away from the people that were partying and doing, like, drinking drugs. I mean, I was asked multiple times if I wanted something, yeah. like, to smoke or to drink. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. Like, I just never wanted that mm-hmm. for myself. So, um, I do think in comparison now, I'm probably a little bit more. I drink a little bit more, but it doesn't bring anything to me, like, even at first when I started drinking, I was like, oh, this is, like, a really cool head high. Like, mm-hmm. I feel more, like, like I can have fun. I mean, I more struggle sociable. with social anxiety. So, for me, going up and, like, talking to some random stranger at a party or, like, people that I don't know that maybe it's just a mutual friend of my friends, it's a lot harder for me to just open up. And I feel like people are staring at me or, like, I'm not saying the right things. Mm-hmm. And my head's always going 10,000 <laughs> miles a minute. Um, so, like, drinking kind of helped that, and I was able to, like, let loose and have fun, but, like, as I got a little bit older, it just lost its appeal, especially because I started getting things like headaches, and, like, who wants to puke over a toilet? I'm sorry. I, like, remember crying and puking in the same night. I think you were there, and then... (laughs) I'm sorry, but your your guy at the time like came in and intruded on the bathroom, and I and my my boyfriend was like, "Can you please just go? <laughs> like, why are you standing over here watching my girl puke?" That's <laughs> why we're no longer together. <laughs> some things that are like, like, what? Yeah, and after those types of nights, like I don't think I had like this all out bender that like Mm-mm. made it so they didn't want to keep you know I wanted to stop drinking, but. I just didn't feel like I was getting much. Like, I'm very much about result and outcome Mm. versus, like, what I'm putting into it. Yeah. So, for me, drinking now is, like, you know, a glass of wine. We went to a brewery the other day in support Mm -hmm. of a fundraiser. So, we had a couple there. Like, it's a nice thing to do for myself. Or, like, maybe if I have had a slightly stressful week, I will have a glass. But, like, I try not to make it so that it's, like, 
my vice or habit to try to cure those types of things. Mm. So, I had a very different experience in that sense. Uh, alcohol is definitely a vice for me, uh, 100%. Uh, especially after I ended my four-year relationship, that was the only thing that I felt was, like, keeping me alive. Little did I know how much it was actually, like, damaging my mental sanity. Um, but, yeah, I used alcohol as, as a vice for a really long time, and it took me a while to recognize that, like, how unhealthy it was and that I wasn't actually like sitting with the things that were bothering me and instead I was running away from them with the alcohol and only creating way more problems for myself in the long run which were as adults having to work through as I've you know come to realize that alcohol is like quite a vice for my for me like a stressful day and I'm like instantly like I'm craving an alcohol I'm craving an alcoholic beverage like give me something and it's like you know I don't I don't like turning to those things um and I recognize too when I'm not doing the right self-care routines uh, I'll turn to alcohol because like that feels like a self care thing, and then again in the long, like long term, like even in the next coming days, I I recognize that that's not it, it doesn't work like that. Like I'm very much a it's gonna have a more detrimental effect than having a positive outcome. But alcohol was is definitely more of a vice for me than it is something of like a and I use it as a coping mechanism, or I did for a really long time until I recognized that was the way that I was using it. Um, and I ended up going sober for, uh, several months. Cause I was like, I just need to, like, I need to know that I, I can, that a round of applause. <laughs> I know that I need to go sober cause I need to work on the things that I'm running away from and using as a coping mechanism. I need to find healthier coping mechanisms or just be still and sit with the emotions that are happening. I mean, I definitely understand. I can't say I understand fully cause I didn't go through it, but like, I also can't help but think about this, like, how society cultivates drinking like Mm -hmm. we always talk about how it's like such a good time or like oh you know moms are getting together the kids are gonna play and we're gonna have a drink yeah yeah Yeah. so like how can you not at some point feel that way or like how it's such an interesting thing that only you know the exclusive adults that are a certain age can do like how can it not be seen in such like a cool kids thing like cigarettes Mm -hmm. in movies was big early on like oh we had the candy sugar cigarettes (laughs) do you remember those right they're absolutely disgusting now i just have to tell you they're like chalk yeah (laughs) but that's like kind of the society we cultivated and i Mm -hmm. i think it does need to change to an extent but i could see how you could get to that point Mm -hmm. where it became an issue yeah yeah i use it heavily i mean i was drinking I don't ever think I took a day off for the next like two to two and a half three years after I was with my ex I think there was at least a drink almost every day I went I think I maybe had two weeks of being sober and was like yeah fuck this shit I don't need to do that I'm fine and we were not fine like looking back on those moments of course hindsight is 2020 um and I can recognize like wow we really were not fine in those moments but do you feel like it did better for you, even, like, going through it? Like, do you feel like you're better on the other side of, of the rainbow type of thing? Um, I think so, but I think that I also caused a lot more trauma for myself by, because I was drunk and making terrible decisions, mm-hmm. uh, life decisions more, and, like, surrounding, like, life partners. I mean, I was drinking to the point that I had been fired from a job because of it and things like that, so I definitely recognize that, like, it had a detriment to parts of me but it also is a part of me and like I have to recognize that like sure like I did some damage with what I did but like we can heal damage like you can put mm-hmm. put a nice little little like the I think it's the Chinese 
I think it's a Chinese proverb where they use, or not maybe not even a proverb, but they use gold to heal and and form cracked dishes or, or put together cracked dishes. Oh, I think I have seen something. Or like it that. might be the Japanese culture. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but the Asian culture, I guess, is a better way to kind of classify it because I don't want to uh, misrepresent either party. But I think just they would use gold to fix, like, cracked plates and jars and things like that. And the point was, like, the gold, just because it's broken, it doesn't mean that, like, it's... It can't be beautiful. It can't be beautiful. Um, so I think, you know, I had those moments of being really broken and choosing really shitty relationships and shitty letting things, shitty things happen because I was like, no, it's fine. We're drunk. We don't have to deal with it. We don't have to cope with it. And, you know, you look back and you're like, okay, wow, okay, we did a lot of damage then, but doesn't mean that I can't fix it either. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, just to surmise adulting, I feel like it is making a lot of mistakes, which you learn so many life lessons. I mean, we are only 26. We've only gone through our early 20s, and I can see how much progress we've both made within that, and I can... I'm excited to see the rest. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of... <laughs> Other bumpy roads will hit. Chaos and, yeah. and <laughs> mistakes that are meant to be made, but, you know, we're going to learn from them, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for our future selves. We'll have to um, do a, a follow-up episode when we yeah, hit 30. <laughs> yeah. Or even we can even do a, an episode in a year and see what what are our thoughts about adulting now, mm. you know, in a year. We'll have to put that on our show note list, our podcast topic list. We definitely list. will. Um, do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, I think it wraps it up in a nice bow, bringing it right back around to the beginning stages. So I think we'll say goodbye for now, but we'll see you next time.